0: Hi, this is angie meadows and this is the rocker recovery this is uh, lesson five on overcoming torment it's the second book overcoming torment um when we're finished with this book we'll move on to the overcoming trauma where we we'll learn how to re uh, recognize our traumas and then pull them up into subconscious and retrain them. But right now, what we're working on is how not to take an offense. Because when we take an offense, the enemy has ground in our heart, in our soul, and now he can work from that ground to uh, dominate other areas of our thinking and other areas of our mind. So I want to screen share it with you if you would like this lesson for your group. It's on enablersjourney.com. I will post a PDF there. Also, if you want it on YouTube, it's Angie G. Metals. If you want it on the podcast, it's Rock Recovery. So it's so good to have you guys today. So the lesson is offense, which is also known as an emotional wound. So it's very important that you recognize your offenses. Um, so the, You can immediately resolve them and they don't get a foothold so the definition for offense is resentment to wound the feelings of another to displease or anger do wrong or transgress and in the greek word in the kings james strong's concordance it suggests that if we are offended that it will entrap us trip us entice us to sin make us stumble or fall into apostasy And apostasy means to refuse, to follow, to obey, or to recognize a religious faith. And one of the things that made me backslide as a young adult, as a teenager, was being offended. Uh, There was a lot of offenses coming. There's a lot of of bitterness that was mounting up. And those things just made me totally reject uh, the church, reject Christ, and walk away. And it took me several years, probably over a decade, to find my way back. So it's very important for us not to be offended. So without offense, this, what does that look like? Well, being without offense looks faultless, inoffensive, irreproachable, and unblemished. So Mark 4, 4 through 9 and 14 through 20 talks about the different types of soils that's in our heart. So the wayside, this person's heart is hardened by sin. It's not penetratable by the word and he is open to Satan. So when that happens, let's look down here and see what happens then, then Satan comes and steals the word immediately and takes what was sown in their heart. And I believe this person's lost. I believe it's everything's stolen. They don't have anything, any ground to hold on to. And then there's the stony ground, the heart that ha- that is uh, hardened. Uh, and it says that our heart is hardened through the deceitfulness of sin in Hebrew, Hebrews three and four. Um, the person's heart is prideful, thick and calloused. It is quickly and easily offended. So let's see what that looks like. So a stony ground, They may receive the word with gladness, but they have no root to endure for a duration of time. So when affliction and persecution comes, they're offended. Now, I don't know if this means that they're lost or if they're backslidden, but I know it means that they can't hold the value of the beauty that they got in God's words. And then there's the thorny ground. This person's heart is dull. He has lots of idols. His eyes are on temporal thing, and he is fretful, anxious, not in the word, and easily distracted. And I don't know about you, but this one's me. <laughs> I, I don't stay there long. I recognize that it's very painful to be here. I mean, I've been a Christian for 30 years, and here I am, uh, you know, worried about uh, the deceitfulness of of others or about wounds and and I hear the word and then that um, the cares of the world here it is the cares of the world the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of things choke out that word so it's very important that I keep my eyes focused 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 on the word of God so this person hears the word and I do I hear the word but that word is choked so if you're walking with the Lord and you feel like you're unfruitful, like, man, you do a lot of work with very little reward, then it's very uh, important for you to take a look at what ground you are planting the seed in. Are you planting your seed among thorns? And those thorns are the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches. So I'm easily distracted and I have to continue to ground myself in that word, so I do. I go back every morning and every morning I say, Lord, wash me, get me clean, get this nonsense and this brokenness off of me, this offense, whatever I said, whatever I did, forgive me and help me to go back and, and really uh, have a, a clean and clear conscience. So the good ground, this person has good character, His heart is soft and plowed and fertile and ready to hear the word and receive the seed and grow it. So a lot of times I feel like um, if I have a character flaw, that's going to be like a weed that's choking out the word of God. So I want to start looking at my character and I want to start building good character so that the seed of the word of God can grow. So this person has been well-trained in knowledge and morals and ethics and standards and laws and truth and obedience. He studies the precepts, the principles, the commandments, the statutes of God's word to guide his life decisions. And I know that if I'm doing that, if I'm going back, if I'm in his word, man, the peace just comes and it's just whatever was troubling me now isn't troubling me. And that, I I don't know about you, but whenever those thorns are poking me, I get really whiny. (laughs) I think, I think thorns hurt (laughs) and I get really whiny. So if you hear yourself whining and you know, you're back here among the thorns and I need you to move yourself to good ground. This is a person who hears the word and receives it. We're gonna do that by building good character by responding to others in a way that Jesus would in a righteous way, in a way that we're not taking an offense. And then we're gonna have much fruit and that fruit is gonna produce 30, 60, and sometimes even a hundred fold um, more fruit. So we'll be very fruitful. We'll be growing and discipling others. And we, this person is definitely saved. He's definitely saved and he's fruitful. So that's what we want to be. We don't want to spin our tail. We don't want to lose our efforts. We don't want things stolen from us. We don't want to be poked and, and prodded and, and abused um, by the enemy and by the cares of the world. And And I don't know about you, but when others aren't abusing me, sometimes I'm abusing myself and I have to really rein that in and say, hey, what are you doing? Let's get over here and trust the Lord. <laughs> so here's the exercise today. So when you get into the word, it, sometimes it's very uh, difficult to know where to go. And, and it's, it's overwhelming. There's, there's just too much. So I want you just to open a spot, maybe in John, maybe in James, maybe in the Proverbs or Psalms, and just give one or two verses. And you'll see here, we've taken three verses and we're kind of asking a question with them. So as I, um, as, I ask, as I read the scripture, I kind of outline it, pull out the main words, and then I ask myself a question about each verse. I read the verses ahead, the verses below, so I know what the context text is as to what the, the writer is speaking about. So these verses instruct us on how to develop good soil. So let's look at this. Mark 4, 23 through 25. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear consider carefully what you hear, he continued, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. So whoever has will be given more. And whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from him. Now, I kind of thought that that was uh, not very fair. I was like, Lord. You know. So as you're reading, if, if there's a verse that kind of pops out at you and makes you kind of curious, uh, um, is a little stronger a little different than the other verses that is that's the verse i want you to focus on and so that's what happened to me here i was reading along and i got to this verse and i started pondering and i said that's not very fair lord why would you take away from people that don't have very much why would you take from them and give it to somebody who has a whole lot why would you do that and so as i'm reading this and as i'm reading the verses ahead and the verses below i i realized that it's talking about light it's talking about truth It's talking about when you embrace the truth, you get more truth. So let's ask a question. Let's see, verse number one, verse 24, and you'll see that the answers are below. It'll take you some time to start pulling the answers out of here. And I have about uh, 50 more studies written that, that are like big studies, like 20, 25 questions that need edited. And then I have lots of studies on my Angie website on my Bible study and devotion site. If you want to get on there and start looking through those, the, uh, when I do Bible studies, it kind of gets me out of my head, gets me out of the, the temporal, um, out of what's in front of me right now. And it really pulls me in to have eyes of faith and eyes for the eternal. So let's look at this verse 24, find the secret to receiving more truth. So let's listen, let's listen to the words, consider carefully what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. So what's the secret to receiving truth? It's right here. Be careful. We want to consider carefully what we hear. So we want to look at what, what we're hearing in the word of God, in preaching and in teaching, um, in the beautiful songs that we're singing to the Lord. We want to listen to the theology. We want to listen to the doctrine. We want to listen for truth. And when someone is speaking to you, like I'm speaking to you right now, you want to say, what is that that's in truth? It's really kind of pricking my heart. It's really kind of coming to me. And that's what I want you to grab onto. That's what I want you to hold because that's what's going to give you freedom in the hours to come when other things are poking at you and trying to rob this truth from you so number two verse 25 what happens if we don't receive the truth hmm whoever has will be given more so if we receive the truth i'm going to get more but whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him so if i hear the truth and i kind of think about yeah that's true but then i'm like nope I'm not going to walk in that. I'm not going to believe that. I'm going to walk away. I don't believe God's word. I don't believe he's faithful. I don't I don't believe he cares. I don't believe he lets Wow. Well, then what truth I got just got stolen. You see what I mean? So he's saying, here's the truth. If you embrace it, you're going to get more. But if you reject it, Then even the truth that you did have is taken from you. So let's look at the third question, verse 23. How do we know we're talking about truth and not wheat or some other kind of material thing? If anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear. And those are the words that Jesus speaks when he's talking and when he's teaching and he wants you to receive truth. He wants you to hear it in your ear with your spiritual ear. And we've gone through some of that where we have spiritual ears, Spiritual eyes, a spiritual heart, and a spiritual mind. We even have a sanctified self so that there's not uh, there's a selfish self and there's a sanctified self. So there's this self-love that we need to do to we, where we need to nurture ourselves and speak loving and kind, tender words to ourselves and lift ourselves up. Not in a selfish way, but in a way that we can be sanctified so that we can be useful to the Lord, so that we can be vessels that are honoring God, that are happy, that are blessing others. So that's just a little example of how you would pull apart a few verses. So if you want some more of that, go to angigmeadows.com. So the application is yield any offense to God immediately through the use of flair prayers and ask for the opportunity to minister to the one that is offending you. We have no peace when we are carrying an offense and will not be able to focus fully on the Lord. So in Matthew 5, 9, it talks about blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemaker. Now the word blessed means happy. Now to be a peacemaker doesn't mean that I'm a doormat it means that I'm gonna walk in peace and that's who I am and that's the way I roll. <laughs> you're not gonna steal my peace. If you're over there causing a ruckus and you're you're having a moment, then um, sometimes I'm gonna to move towards you in love and sometimes I'm gonna move back and say, you know, I don't think he's ready right now. And so you just have to have discernment in those times, but always carry your peace and don't let anyone rob that from you. Because if we carry an offense for an extended period of time, it will become a wound. And a wound becomes bitterness, and bitterness defiles and robs us of the grace of God. So the other day I was offended, and, and I'm I'm quick to to recognize my offenses. Now they I they the I and of course every day you're going to be offended. You know, there's always little things that are going to creep up. With but, but this this was a, an act of manipulation from a person who's manipulated me for most of my life. And so when this little manipulation popped up, I was like, hmm. Man, I felt it. It, it. it was like within split seconds, it went from unforgiveness to bitterness to anger to hatred. And I was like, oh, whoa, I have not held that ground. I've forgiven this person, but I have not held this ground. So all night long that night, I, I cried out to God. I said, Lord, How am I gonna hold this ground? I've forgiven them. Why did this, why did I allow them to take my peace and why did this come back up? And and the next morning I woke up with with the word pity and pity means uh, mercy. So the Lord was saying mercy. If you tear down the stronghold of manipulation and this offense, now you can rebuild this stronghold of mercy and mercy is strong enough to hold that ground. So now when this person comes back at me another time with manipulation, I can just have pity on them and think, woe is you, you poor thing, you poor thing. And I can just have a pity on them. Now with a person who is a bully towards me, I'm not gonna build the ground with mercy. I'm gonna build that ground with courage so that I'm able to speak truth to them and say, nope, We're not going there today. Nope, I'm not talking about that. No, that happened 50 years ago. (laughs) That's nothing I can fix now. Get stay in the present, you know? So if you're talking with a bully, somebody that's bullying you, somebody that's um, making excuses or giving you their problems or making you the problems, then you gotta have some courage there to speak up. Uh, If you're working with someone who is um, easily offended, easily wounded, fearful, faint-hearted. You know, it's very important to have compassion there. That's a ground that we can rebuild with compassion. So every area of your life where you've taken an offense, and we'll work on ungodly strongholds and how to build godly strongholds uh, in a few more series. Um, But I want you to start thinking about how can I tear down bitterness? What's going to hold that ground so that this person doesn't trigger me all the time? So here's the principle I want you to learn in this lesson, if we allow an offense in Uh, our lives, our fruit will be lost. And in conclusion, emotionally immature individuals tend to mirror the emotion that's in front of them. Learn to own your own emotion and not to bounce off other people's emotions. And and if you've ever been with children, it's it's very obvious. They're like little sponges. If you're angry, they're angry. If you're sad, they're sad. If you're happy, they're happy. (laughs) And they kind of bounce off of each other too. So we want to learn to own our own spirit. And in Proverbs 28, Twenty-five, twenty-eight. it says, he that has no rule of his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. And then in Proverbs 16, 32, it says, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he that rules his spirit than one who takes a city. So we can conquer our own inner city, our own life by, by not, by being slow to be angry and by owning our own spirit so that uh, we can be a peacemaker, that can be the way we move in life, and we can make sure that if we are starting to get off balance, that we get alone, we get some quiet time, we get with the Lord, we get with our sponsors, our accountability partners, and we're saying, hey, wait a minute, I got out of balance today, what happened? So that you can find your balance again really quickly. So the real beauty in life is a gentle and a quiet spirit and that's in 1 Peter 3, 4. And the secret to controlling our emotions is to have transforming thinking through our mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, be transformed. Be, Be transformed in your minds. And that's a reasonable service to become a living sacrifice to the Lord. And in 1 Corinthians 2.16, it says, who has the mind of Christ? And then it says, we do. We have the mind of Christ. So as you're in his word, ask him to allow the Holy Spirit to be one with you so that you can be in one mind and in one accord with him so you'll know his will for your life. And then in James 1.26, it says, think before you speak. He says, um, consider yourselves that you keep a tight rein on your tongue that you don't deceive yourself because if you do, your religion is worthless. So if I'm not keeping a very tight rein on my tongue, my religion is worthless. And what that means is nobody's going to believe Christ. I'm, I'm going to uh, blaspheme his name. Um, I'm going to slander his name when I'm slandering someone else. So it's very important that I am in control of my words. And, and it says, no man can tame the tongue, but you know what? The Holy Spirit can. And we can, we can have a transformed mind, transformed hearts. We can have the heart and the mind of Christ. We can have a new tongue. We can have a pleasant speech. We can have a quiet and gentle spirit because I'm not normally quiet or gentle. <laughs> so I know that's got to be the Holy Spirit whenever I am quiet and gentle. So the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength and whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high, high tower. And that high tower is also translated as stronghold. And in Second Corinthians 10, four and five, we've talked about uh, tearing down um, strongholds that are not good. So tearing down that stronghold of bitterness or anger or hatred and rebuilding with courage and compassion and mercy. So we wanna tear down the ungodly ones. And right here, it tells us we can have a godly high tower. And out of that high tower, that's a military term. That's a term where we're gonna defend ourselves with that high tower to keep the enemy of offense away from us. So, oh, precious savior, Jesus, our Lord, we just thank you for giving us your word and your instructions on how not to take an offense. Lord, just steady our feet and keep us from stumbling. Let us never be a stumbling block for another and give us a soft and tender heart to forgive quickly and repent quickly. In Jesus name we pray. And here's how you can uh, question yourself when you, uh, there's an offense coming. So here's how to stop an offense. If you all have time, you can go through these. One, ask yourself, is it about me? Two, are they reacting to my sin? Three, is God teaching me something in this situation? Four, is this person stressed and needs comforted? Five, is this person dealing with overwhelming losses and needs to grieve? Five, oh, five and five, we've got, we've got to make that a six, don't we? There we go, so six. Is it an old trauma wound being triggered and needs healed and released to God? Is this person feeling ill or dealing with a chronic pain? And is this person overreacting because of something I have done to them in the past that hasn't been resolved? So sometimes if you have hurt somebody in the past, no matter what you say to them, they're not gonna receive you. So you have to go back and clear up that past. Now, here's four different types of offenses so that we can recognize the different types of offenses that may be coming at us. We need the word of God so that we know what is coming and we won't be offended by the world and by persecution. So in John 16:1 it says, and this I have told you so that you will not fall away. So he does not want us to take an offense. He says, no, there's no offense. You're going to be persecuted. If they treated your master this way, how do you think they're going to treat you? So he says, don't take an offense. That's Jesus is saying, that's where I want you to be. I want you to be a person that does not take offense when persecution comes, when wrong comes at you. Number two, when persecution comes, many will be offended and betray and hate each other. And Matthew 24, 10 and 12 says, at that time, many will be turned away from the faith and will betray and hate each other because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. So that's an unrighteous offense. So we do not want to take an unrighteous offense. And that happens when our, the, our hearts grow cold and we forget to love one another when the love of most grow cold, and it's because of wickedness that's in front of us. So if there's a lot of wickedness around you, don't let your heart grow cold. Instead, I want you to find the beauty in the things that are around you and the people that are around you that may be a little different, um, and find a way to love. And it doesn't have to be in big ways, it can be in little ways. Because love covers a multitude of sins. And be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil by good in uh, Romans 16. So number three, there's an offense to God. And in this situation, uh, Jesus is talking to Peter. And Peter's just said, you are the son of God. And in the next verse, he says, oh, uh, it's never going to happen, Jesus. I'm never going to let you go to the cross. (laughs) So this is when Peter has been savoring the things of men and he's become a stumbling block. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, you're a stumbling block to me. Uh, you do not have in mind the concerns of God, but of merely human concerns. So we can become an offense to God if we're not on, on His page. If we're not, uh, our hearts are not connected to Him, and we are not understanding what it is that He's doing in a situation. We can become offended with Him, and this, this just seems reasonable. Uh, I mean, Peter knew that he was the Son of God, and was commended for it. And then in the next breath. Peter did not know the will of God. And so a lot of times we don't know, we just don't know. But what we do know is that God is for us and that he's not against us, that he's gonna take it and turn it to our good and to his glory, that he didn't mean it for evil, that he meant it for good to bring about an expected end. And so what we need to do is know who God is and press into him that we do not uh, uh, be offended uh, at God and what he's doing, nor do we cause an offense here. So number four is a righteous offense. Jesus was righteously offended because the people were being cheated and he corrected the situation. So Jesus entered the temple courts and he drove out all who were buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. He says, it is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. So it's very important in our hearts and in our homes that we don't allow evil. We don't allow wickedness, but that we can stand up and say, no, that's not going to happen under my watch. And sometimes we don't have the power to do that. Sometimes we're under the authority of others and we have to just do our best. But if you have the authority over your own home to stand strong, then don't let the thieves and the robbers come in and the people that are cheating and abusing. So let's see. Stop our sharing here. There we go. Now I can see you. <laughs> okay, so this is Angie me- G. Meadows and this is The Rocker Recovery. You can find us on podcast. You can find me on YouTube on, under Angie G. Meadows. You can find the um, PDFs on EnablersJourney.com, and we will... See you later. We're going to continue talking about a fence for a few more lessons. See if we can really get some skills to get on top of this. Bye guys.